I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, this is Coco, and you're listening to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I've known Ruth for years. I frequented her fresh restaurant location on Shaw and was so drawn to her when a friend first introduced us. She's not only the coolest woman, but she's a badass business owner and really was the kind of businesswoman I wanted to be like. She was a vibe. She is a vibe. She's successful and completely herself, rather than a button-up version of what everyone else thinks she should be. When I was in L.A. before we headed out to record the season, I was walking down West Hollywood and looked up, and there right in front of me was this epic sign that read fresh. That was such an awesome moment of inspiration for me. Ruth was taking over south of the border. We got to chat with Ruth in the comfort of our hotel room at one hotel, just up the street from Ruth's first location in the U.S. We sat around on low couches, nibbling on hummus and pita, and dished on how she went from a pop-up juice bar in a nightclub to owning and operating eight freestanding vegan restaurants, and literally setting the tone in the trendiest space in food. I hope you enjoy. When we say OG in the industry, we mean it. Ruth Chow started a pop-up juice bar called Juice for Life in 1991. Yes, before I was born. (laughs) Ruth has carved her path as a pioneer in the juice and vegan world for the last 30 years after opening her first pop-up juice bar in Toronto. Despite having no experience in the restaurant world, Tal at the age of 25 was determined to advocate for a plant-powered approach to eating that's both accessible and delicious. She's incredibly passionate about putting plants at the forefront of her vegan dishes and next-level beverages, including signature botanical cocktails and cold-pressed organic juices. Ruth has acted as a huge contributor to the growing vegan scene in Toronto, and we can attest to that. She appreciates nothing more than how widespread and accessible this lifestyle has become. Ruth has also co-written five best-selling plant-based cookbooks, and in 2020 looks forward to the opening of Fresh's sixth Toronto location at CF Sherway Gardens in Etobicoke. So Ruth, let's start from the beginning. And can you walk us through your journey of starting a pop-up juice bar to obviously one of the most reputable vegan restaurants in Toronto and then Moscow and now in LA? Well, even before I started Juice for Life, just so you understand a little bit more about me. I um, I dropped out of high school when I was 16. Um, I didn't like school and I was skipping so much that there, there kind of got to a point where there was really no point even going to school because I had, <laughs> I was like so behind. And, um, and by then when I was 14, I'd already got my first part-time job. I started 
uh, working at Aldo Shoes. And by the time I was 15, 16, I, I had a pretty steady part-time job, like five days a week um, at Over the Rainbow uh, jean store in Yorkville. Really cool store with a great boss who taught me a lot about working hard. I kind of had something else on the go, you know, and school became less and less interesting to me and working and making my own money and meeting people. So I dropped out and I went to work full time on Young Street um, at this new little clothing store called Andrew Pill, um, just south of Bloor on Young. And before I knew it, I was managing the store and making a pretty good salary, you know, hiring all my girlfriends who were still at school um, on the weekends and um, signing paychecks and doing some of the buying. It was a punk clothing store. And, and it and, you know, that was again, it was just a, sort of about me being independent. My parents were not happy about it. <laughs> There's really not much that they could do to to prevent me because I, I had my own money, got my own apartment. That I left Canada for seven years when I had enough money to travel. I, I went backpacking and in different places around the world. I farmed in Australia. And when I came back and I was 25 years old, that was the beginning of Juice for Life that you mentioned because even to that point, I'd never even had a glass of carrot juice. And I, um, I was back in Toronto and, uh, I was going for a walk and I walked by this little health food store and I saw that they were pressing carrots on this little Norwalk press. It was this little, literally a little old Japanese couple who were really passionate about juicing. And they had every single book, um, that you, that was published at that time, um, that couldn't, these books were not available at regular bookstores. They were kind of underground books about um, the benefits of juicing and proper food combining and the dairy industry and why eating or drinking dairy isn't good for you and, you know, how animals digest in, in our systems and the kind of illnesses that they contribute to and sorts of things, and, you know, the sugar industry and sorts of things that weren't widely published and without internet were just sort of whispers that, you know, unless you were a health freak, you just... You didn't really know. Yeah. You, you couldn't find validation for for all these theories other than people walking around who embodied that sort of healthfulness because that's how they were living their life. And if you got to meet somebody like that and ask them what they were doing, then they would tell you. And, and then that would be sort of how you figured things out. So anyway, so this health food store was sort of like a little, was like a counterculture spot. So I had that glass of carrot juice. It blew my mind. And I read this book and I saw that there's so much more than just carrots. If you combine vegetables and fruits in certain ways, you could achieve certain outcomes, you know, in terms of self-medicating in, in a plant-based way, basically. And being mid, in my mid-20s, I was feeling kind of okay. I'd always been pretty healthy, but my body was changing. You know, I'm a Mediterranean girl and I was realizing that the way that I was eating and the way that I was living my life was, and you know, even my energy levels were probably I needed to do something, but I didn't know how to, what to do. You know, I didn't want to go on a fad diet, but I needed to change something. And then when I started to read these books and started to juice, I felt immediately, pretty immediately, a million times better and had more energy and just kind of got that glow on my skin and my hair and my nails. My hair started growing better. And I don't know, just people were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just juicing and I'm not eating dairy and I'm skipping sugar and, and, uh, I'm not eating meat. And it just, 
I just felt better and better and better. And that was when my student loan to go to university kicked in. But then I had picked up the extra credits and I was supposed to start at U of T. By then I was completely beyond evangelical about kind of spreading the word and getting even healthier and giving people, you know, all my friends an immediate circle an opportunity to feel as good as I was feeling by juicing for them or showing up at their parties. I was like the freak. <laughs> you know, I'd just show up and I'd, you know, I'd I'd bring lots of food for everybody to try and they'd be like, you know, the typical, oh, that's too healthy, or they would make fun of me. But then they would have it and it would taste really good. Or they would drink my smoothie or my shake or the superfoods that I put in, you know, or the different juice combinations and they would want more. And then, you know, so it felt like this was my path and going to school just seemed more of the same of sitting in a classroom and not really I don't know. I didn't really even know what I wanted to study. And it already, the path forward just seemed apparent to me. So I didn't go to university, but I took the student loan. I I realized I would probably never have a nut like that again, you know, and, um, I took the money and I, I registered juice for life. And, um, and then I started juicing and selling the stuff. And eventually I paid my student loan back. And, and by then I had staff and, you know, and the, I opened in the Queen Street market across from city TV, which was just a blessed opportunity. I didn't realize it at the time, but being across from much music and city TV exposed what I was doing to the sort of people who were traveling North of the border from California, musicians, celebrities, um, actors who were already kind of hip to the miracle of wheatgrass and greens and green. And they would, they sought out green juice. Whereas in Toronto, people were like, Ooh, those sorts of people coming through on their way to much music uh, for interviews, intimate and interactive. As they were coming in, they would ask, you know, their writer or, or, you know, the people who were, who had invited them up uh, or their perform, you know, if they were performing anything that was related to plant-based or healthy stuff. I was really the only person able to satisfy what they needed. And, um, and so that was sort of the beginning of legitimizing, I guess, what I was trying to expose Torontonians to, but people outside of Toronto were already, they already got it, you know, and they were coming from lifestyles that were fairly toxic. And some of them like Aerosmith and Steve Steve Tyler and, you know, ex-heroin addicts who were, who are understanding that, you know, the more greens they have, the healthier, more alkaline, the more energized their bodies would be. And I was their go-to. So though it was a perfect storm for me because people in Toronto stopped seeing me as a freak yeah. and started <laughs> yeah. coming to me legitimately. And, and those people, um, south of the border were giving me lots of love and which encouraged me to keep going. Cause it was pretty hard in the early years. You know, I was working a lot and my parents had disowned me for a period of time because they just thought I was, I had completely lost my mind and, <laughs> and they realized I was not going to be a professional or a doctor, a lawyer. And, um, and then I had dropped out of, you know, you know, it was just like, <laughs> so they didn't know what else to do. Their only leverage was just to stop talking to me for a while and, and not condone what I was doing. Cause back then, um, juice for life, my parents, they thought I had joined a cult called Jews for life. Oh, God. <laughs> they really, like, I really had to sit them down. <laughs> Quite the mix up. <laughs> it was just like, no, it's not a cult. I, I could go on, but that was the genesis, you know, the more I, 
the longer I did it, the, the better I got at it. And, um, the healthier I got, the healthier my customers became and word of mouth spread. And, um, I did a lot of TV and radio and I never, ever said no to an opportunity to sort of educate people on air, on the radio. I would show up at CBC, at the CBC building on different radio shows, like morning shows with my juicer. And they were like, (laughs) wouldn't it be fun if Ruth juiced on air on the radio, (laughs) whatever show, or, you know, I went to do you remember Vicky Gabbaro? And mm-hmm. yeah, she was like proudly not healthy. So they invited me onto the show and, you know, really it was just to like kind of mock me. Mm-hmm. I remember making her an Iron Maiden, which is carrot beet spinach, you know, and I specifically designed for us women who, you know, lose a lot of iron <laughs> that time of the month. Yeah, right. And it's just, you know, it's, it's good for you. And she thought it was disgusting, <laughs> <laughs> but she kept drinking it. Because, you know, I always make sure it's going to taste good. Mm. Like, it, But she had never had beet or spinach before. And um, oh, anyways, wow. by the end of the interview, oh. she she thought it was great. You know, so, so it was worth it was worth the ribbing that I took. I mean, fast forward to now. You don't have to. Like, no. Vegan sells itself, <laughs> yes. you know. It's um, a new day. It's fantastic. Do you find, because it's so trendy now, does it sit differently for you? Because you were such a trailblazer? Or do you find excitement and joy in it that there's so much in the space totally excitement and joy and I mean to me a trend is a cool thing it it means that a lot of people like one thing so it's trending like it's uh I like it when healthy things trend I think that's that would be so hypocritical of after all these years and (laughs) you know I strove to make healthy be hip and cool and now that it's hip and cool I'm saying I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. <laughs> no, I'm I am very excited and and thrilled about it and it's more exciting for me because there's more inspiration. I can look around. The truth is, when you live on an island, you're forced to be creative in unique ways because you got to just pull from your own imagination as opposed to, you know, looking around and grabbing inspiration or copying. So I really when you get into the copying side of thing, I, I things I guess it's it's the greatest form of flattery. And then on the other the other side of that coin is I look around, there's a you know, even just with ingredients, there used to be far fewer ingredients to choose from to make cool shit. But now um, the world has just become a smaller place and the availability and the demand for more interesting superfood ingredients and, you know, is much greater. So my creativity has just really gone, you know, all, all the cool stuff that we've created in the last 10 years are because there's just more availability and, and the internet and, you know, we're all influencing each other. So mm-hmm. long answer is it's great. Good. It's great. You have to also just work harder to stand out from the pack, which I think has forced me to just as maybe been a saving grace because I refuse to be irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) after all this time. So I just work harder to, to keep up. I just, I'm so into this stuff that it's not, it's almost like you don't have to work to do it because you're, there you go just into it. So you're like, all right, let's keep going. So these are good things. These are good, good, good things. Good problems to have, as we say. Mm -hmm. Especially on top of that, being in Los Angeles, you have all of that access. But then on the other hand of it, how do you stand out here, especially as opposed to Toronto? It's more scary. It's kind of kicked me in the butt. When I first got here and I knew we were going to open fresh, I decided, made a conscious effort to just come in 
real quiet and Loki and, and, you know, not kick up too much of a fuss. Didn't want too many people to notice until we found our feet. I know why we're special. And I know why, why what we do is of value, but I didn't know how it would shake down here because LA has always been my go-to for inspiration inspiration. And there are, I mean, when you say I'm an OG, there's OGs here. The whole OG thing is interesting because when I, but then I remember, wait, I, no, I have been vegan for 30 years. So even the vegan scene here 30 years ago, there are very few of us who have managed to stay in business. So I, then, then when I think about that, I'm like, oh no, I, I have credibility here too. Maybe. You can take it. You can take the <laughs> praise and the name and everything. You deserve it. Yes. <laughs> I think it's just like a bigger city and there's just like, you know, a lot more movers and shakers here. And, you know, as a Canadian, I'm always apologizing. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I'm Canadian. I'm from Toronto. Like I, I, I make sure to talk to as many of our customers who come in and, um, I always lead with, you know, hi, I'm Ruth. I'm from Toronto and I've been <laughs> vegan for 30 years. And that just like, and then I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just for good measure, you gotta throw an <laughs> I'm sorry in there. But, uh, but those are good things because being Canadian, I I'm so proud to be Canadian, you know, I really am so proud to come from Toronto. So it, it's very, it's not chip on my shoulder. It's more like I'm still in awe of LA, you know, like LA is people that I've been meeting here on, you know, on a global level are doing stuff that it's just so amplified here. Mm. And it's, and I love coming to work because I never know who I'm going to meet and what all these people are doing like on such a level, it's just the density and the opportunity and the money here, which fuels all these initiatives as a, as a plant, plant forward, eco-minded planet loving person. There's a lot of opportunity here that, you know, just by the sheer amplification of the numbers. So it is very, very, very exciting. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So how do you navigate innovation when it comes to things like changing your menu? And like that, you said, you know, people have a hunger for for new things and different things. But at the same time, have you have your loyal fans that are yeah. obsessed with like that one thing that they're going to come in for every day. And that when they come in and it's not there anymore, like <laughs> how do you manage both sides of that? 
from the beginning and to this day, I'm just the sort of person who I always want to be at the forefront and I always want the business to be at the forefront and I always want the menu innovation and the ingredients that we use to be at the forefront or the cutting edge of the health food industry, the natural food industry, the eco industry. So stuff is always stuff is evolving and changing rapidly. And I've always been committed to evolving and changing with the, you know, at the same pace as the rest of the world. And I've been committed to delivering that to our guests. So, you know, if Cava isn't happening anymore, but, you know, sea buckthorn is, and it's more widely available. I, you know, I want to be the first one. I'm right there. I'm always, I just walk the talk because I'm into it for myself. So that applies to the devices I use, you know, my iPhones, or it applies to the apps that we use and the technology that we use at the restaurants, which make the customer's experience better, which um, make the staff's work experience better, which makes my business run more efficiently. It, it never ends. So when it comes to dishes that people are love, 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 well, you know how big our menu is, right? It's so, so, so big because it's really hard for us to let go of the stuff that we know everyone loves to make room for new shit that I really want them to try. And I know they will love as much, Want you know, if they just... Try it. You know, so, so it's a, every year we look at the, at the data and we say, okay, what are the bottom three in every category? Let's say it's the tangle tie. We took the tangle tie off last year because there, there was the pharaoh and feta. We, we know we started making our own cheese. We wanted to bring a new salad on. But then when you actually look at the tangle ties numbers, it doesn't mean no, no one is ordering it. It just means not as many people are ordering as the other ones, but it's still like, a lot. Thousands. Mm-hmm. So there's all those people who won't get it anymore and you just have to take that. You have to just be ready to say, sorry, <laughs> but try the Pharaoh and Feta. And you know what? We'll bring the Tango tie back as a feature. You're committed to be an innovator and you should not and apologize for that. And that's painful, yes. right? But, um, but in terms of technology, recognizing really early on that the apps, you know, Ritual and Uber, yeah. we were the first Uber Eats. I think we were one of the first five that signed on. You know, we're, we're always looking ahead. It's really important. It's been, what, 30 years since I founded the business. And I think that being innovative and keeping up with the times is definitely part of surviving. Which is so interesting because there's always this kind of stereotype. The older you get, the more stuck in your ways you get. And it's it's just a testament to you as being someone who is an innovator. Naturally, you're going to push that forward because it's like part of your business ethos, which can be tricky because trying new things can, the more, the more success you get, can be tricky. You don't always get it right. You know, a great example is green juice. Green juice for years and years and years was the bottom seller. Everybody wanted smoothies and shakes and, you know, just not that many people ordered green juice. I started the business because I wanted to be able to have green juice every day. And if all else failed, at least I would have a business where I could get healthy. But And be glowing. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. But um, if I had partners who would say, you know, cut the green juice. It's not selling. But I'd be like, well, we would have no credibility as a juice bar if we didn't have the green juice. You have to have a green juice on the menu. And then now it's the top seller. It outsells 
every shake, every smoothie. We have three green juices on the menu now. So it was, I think that was taking a stand for the integrity of the concept. What would be your biggest piece of advice that you have for someone starting their own business or trying to make a splash in the health and wellness industry? Having great partners. I'm very lucky I have great partners. They've been long lasting, healthy relationships. Not always easy, but one partner came to me as my CA and, you know, he's always made sure that our numbers are correct and proper and that's helped. And my other partner came to me through the kitchen as a cook and she just moved up through the ranks really fast. And, and Jennifer is the one that I co- have co-authored all the best-selling cookbooks. So if you really want to go far, it's hard to get there on your own. You can cherry pick the right people. That's not always possible. I mean, I had operated on my own for the first seven or eight years. So I established who I was in the business and what I, and the concept. And then I brought on people that I trusted who I was already working with and just gave them a piece of the business. I didn't want any money from them. I just knew they were the right ones because I had experience with them. So that would be one thing. It's healthy partnerships. If you're going to go it alone, it's hard to go it alone. I mean, you, it's a good way to establish yourself initially. And then I think at some point you have to delegate, you've got to share. And even if it's not partners, but it's just long serving staff and managers who have really bought in and really care and you can give them some equity, have them take ownership, your quality of life just really gets so much better because, you know, that's why I can be here in LA because I have such great people who've really, uh, who are really dialed into the success of the business through their own lives, you know, and how it's impacted their lives. So that's, I think that's building the strong foundation. A lot of owners just want to hold on to the control, but I think it's really hard to grow that way. Totally. So, and then having someone to share those wins with yeah, is equally it's fulfilling. way more meaningful. I guess on that note, what's next for you? How do you feel about the future of Fresh? Or is there something else that you're working on? Like, what are you turning your eye to? I am turning my eye to growing in Canada outside of downtown Toronto. <laughs> Probably will open one more downtown Toronto. I have my eye on a really great location, but right now I'm just waiting for the dust to settle from opening in LA. Mm-hmm. We opened in LA five months ago and yeah, I'd like to open a couple more here in Los Angeles. In terms of Canada, outside of Toronto, we're opening in Sherway and Sherway will be our first location that's out in the burbs. And it'll be a, my first opportunity to prove that, that a plant-based concept such as ours has legs outside of like the urban core. I totally believe it because all those people come a long way just to eat at our place, you know, at Crawford, for instance, which is the first location closest to um, the Queensway and stuff. And and so I, I, you know, it's not like only people downtown like to eat yeah. healthy. <laughs> there is a perception that maybe we're, you know, we're just a big city concept. And I, I don't, so my whole, my dream, and which is why I've published all these cookbooks, why I've published the recipes is to reach as many people as possible and that everybody deserves the opportunity to kind of see that eating this way is entirely possible. It can be delicious. They can do this at home. It's easy. Um, or they can go out and have a great experience, like the newer locations that are designed in such a way where you're like, the environment is just so, it's, 
It's fresh. And wait till you see LA. Like it's just so beautiful. Um, And cool people come and the music's good and the lighting's good. So I want to take that outside to outside of Toronto. So that, that is definitely what's happening. So Sherway is the first one. And then if I can open with a bang, if I can really show in the first three months that it's a winner, go to Sherway, call to arms, go to Sherway for the first three months. If I can, if I can prove that, then I have a joint partnership um, situation with people who will be able to take me across Canada. Yeah. So so again, it's sort of part of that kind of realizing I, you know, I've, taken it to this point and it's not going to be me. I mean, it will be me, but I can't do it by myself. Mm-hmm. I can't, um, expand. I, I can't move to all these cities. <laughs> I moved to LA to make LA happen, but f- to open in Calgary, Edmonton, or, you know, Barry or, and, and maintain the integrity of the concept. I need help. I just wanted to ask you if you feel like being a woman in business makes things more difficult or you never saw it as a problem. I know you have a male business partner, but you're the face of the business. Most of the people I work with are women. Okay. In my management, Jen, my partner here in LA is a woman. You know what? The thing is I've been self-employed since I was 25 and I haven't really had to deal with bullshit Mm because I've just been self-employed. So I've called my own shot. So I have been outside of that bubble. Any hurdles that I've had have had more to do with poor credit rating, which is, you know, in the early years or getting a loan because I had a poor credit rating, but, you know, I've sat in a lot of boardrooms. I've had pretty heavy meetings with landlords where it's all, you know, male dominated, a lot of business meetings that are pretty male dominated, but being self-employed and being a successful business person where for the most part, what I have is what they want has just put me in a really good position. So I can fucking go into any one of those rooms and just, just be myself because what I'm doing has its own, has value of inherent value. And I don't really have anything to prove to them. So I've been pretty lucky and I, and my team have prided ourselves on creating environments for our staff that are very inclusive and diverse and represent and mirror um, our customer base, which is, I think, one of the more diverse customer bases that you can find. Even here in LA, you can see just the music that we play and the staff that we employ and just the way that we are makes everyone feel comfortable and makes everyone feel like they belong and safe. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So I don't really have any anecdotal. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to hear because yeah, it can happen. You know, yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is what we want. That's what we want to hear more of. And then I have another question about maintaining a strong relationship while working a lot and opening new businesses. Have you found that really tricky? I no. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> as as anyone would, I haven't. Well, my husband and who's also been, he's been my partner for the last eight years. I mean, he's the one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he makes everything easy and he's sort of, he's just super loving and supportive and he's been vegan for 35 years and we've known each other for 20 years. And he always, um, he just really 
he's an OG vegan. So he just really, he's drunk the Kool-Aid as they say. Um, so he, and he likes to eat it fresh <laughs> a lot. So for him, um, you know, keeping me happy and, and, and supporting me in every way he can so that I can have a thriving business means he can eat it fresh more. <laughs> It all works. And I bring cold pressed juice home. (laughs) You know, he's like, Are you on your way home? Yeah. And he's like, I'll have the (laughs) two healer, an apple ginger glow. And you know, that's that's the upside. However, in my 30 years of being in business, um, you know, I never had kids of my own. And I did go through a couple few other relationships that didn't work out. And it they didn't work out for you know, one of the main reasons is because working and building my business always came first and building a family just was never a priority because I gave everything I had to the business, including every cent I had went back into the business. So I think that that definitely impacted my ability to have kind of family life and healthy relationships where I could just, I don't know, you know, be at home and make dinner and, you know, cook for my family and stuff. That was not really possible for me for probably, yeah, 20 years, right? I only started cooking, having, you know, the time and the bandwidth to really love up my man and love up my, you know, family life in the last eight years since this relationship. And that was because my, you know, I had really got to a point in the business where I could step back from the operational day-to-day stuff. I never had a safety net when it came to running my business, you know, I, I didn't come from money or anything. So, and, you know, having not gone to high, finished high school, I re, I recognized that this was it. This was my shot. So I was, I've always been very careful about not fucking this up. And so sometimes that means that the relationship doesn't get your best. So I think that that would have impacted my earlier relationships and, um, that's another topic, but yeah, as Dre always says, all of that was just preparation for the right relationship. Exactly. And not yeah. every woman has the same experience and it's beautiful that it doesn't have to be exactly the same way and you can still find happiness. hundred percent. And well, you know, it's about finding the right partner uh, who understands you mm-hmm. and it's going to be the wind beneath your wings as much as you can be for them. Love that. <laughs> True, true. Insert at Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't wait to continue following with your journey, Ruth. This has been a pleasure. Super exciting. P.S. You're super hot, by the way. <laughs> I was like, you walked in and I was like, we're all, we're all becoming vegan. Thank you. Thank you very much. No that makes me Thank very you happy. Thank you for joining us on Conversations with Coco and friends. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks, Cleo. Thanks, Pilar. Thank you. And you can keep up with Ruth at Ruth Tal Fresh. And you can keep up with our daily adventures at Coco and Co. C-O-W-E. Until next time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 